Off the ball. That was serious. He was furious. He wanted his net. Just won the World Cup. You won't let me clip a little panel of net. Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB Sports app. Graham Garland, what an atmosphere here at the Aviva Stadium for the FAI Cup final day. And it's Derry City who have come out on top with a 4-0 victory. What did you make of the game? Yeah, I thought Derry were ultimately dominant from start to finish in the game. They started on the front foot. They were The majority of the game was played in Shelbourne's half, especially the, the first 15 minutes. They had a chance after one minute, actually. Uh, Brendan Clark has to make a fantastic save from McGonagall. And from then on, they sort of just start turning the screw, get a few corners in a row, a few free kicks, and then they broke them down with a diagon. Sometimes a 4-3-3 against a 3-5-2, your full-backs can get pinned back a little bit. I was surprised to see Shane Farrell play as a left wing-back. He probably hasn't played there in the last three months. They played him as an inside right at Lost Shelbourne, um, and he just gets done on a diagonal. It's a great cutback from Graydon and a wonderful finish then from McGonagall. It just always goes away from Clark, the way he strikes the ball, the inside of his foot. And from then on, I think Derry just knew their quality and for also their experience told. Yeah, Derry just dominated from start to finish. They had a hell of a lot of possession. And finally, eight minutes gone, it was Jamie McGonagall who got the first goal. Yeah, like you said, we said it was coming. They, they, they camped in, in Shelbourne's half a little bit. Shelbourne had sort of tried to go into Boyd and tried to get Moylan off him. It didn't really work. They then... After they go a goal down, and again a good finish from McGonagall, really clever, just put, just drops back for a cutback, puts it in the far corner, and then the second goal then comes from Duffy's play down the left hand side. McCharter, who's the fullback, who's was just following him in really. He knows once Duffy goes down the outside, he can come inside. The ricochets to the blocks. I think there's a clearance from Shelbourne. They, they do well to get initial clearance because the cutback from Duffy is across the box, and then uh, McCharter just follows up and finishes it and. Again, it was nothing more than Derry's deserve. They were they were the dominant team. They were they were they had all the play, and again they just went down the other side and, and managed to get a chance and they put it away again. They go in at the break, two 0 up. They were very comfortable, not to even be up by more at that point. But you just thought with Shelburne, they just never looked like they were going to score. No, they, they didn't. They didn't retain possession enough in the final third. They didn't have any sustained possession even in the middle third to allow their, their uh, wing-backs to get into higher positions. And then they couldn't get any supply into Boyd or Moylan. And when your wing-backs don't get to the end line, you can't get crosses in. And for the likes of Sean Boyd, with the height and the presence he is in the box, he, he feeds off crosses and deliveries and he, he didn't get enough into him then. And like you said, there he came out and he knew he had control of the game. And then they go and really turn the screw and get the third. And it was two for Cameron McShard. He had a brilliant game. He done really well from left back. I tell you what, it helps when you, you have Duffy in front of you and you can feed him and just follow it. This one is just an opportunistic goal. Nobody deals with the ball at the front post from Derry. Comes over to him and hits his toy. Hits his toy, actually, his left toy and goes in off the bar. You're surprised to ever see a cross get that far. Shelbourne don't deal with it at the front post. I, I think Clark probably can't come because he thinks it's going to be dealt with. And then, the, obviously... The ricochet off uh, McJarrett's left toy just does him because he's on his way backwards. And then from then on, for the next 15 minutes, I think Derry just kept the ball and really just took the game away and took the sting out of Anton that Shelbourne were going to bring. And by that stage, they were making substitutions and the game was more or less done, Ashley. 
Yeah, we thought that was it really when the third goal went in, but it wasn't. 91st minute, Jordan McAnef, he wins his own penalty, he takes his own penalty and he slots it home and that really sealed the deal. Yeah, like you said, it's the icing on the cake from a dirty point of view. It's not a great header from Luke Bourne, it comes off the side of his head, it goes inside, McAnef's onto it, he knocks it through and he's about to pull the trigger and it's Bourne that trying to make a recovery tackle, takes his shooting leg away from him. The ref probably waved away initially and then went back to it and gave it. Uh, McAniff had a little bit of a chat with the lads and decided he was going to take it maybe because he started this season as Shelbourne he's able to step up and take the, the well, it's not the decisive one but it's, like we said the icing on the cake and it's 4-0 uh, listen probably doesn't flatter dirty you know in all extent and it's probably the most one-sided final we've seen for a long time yeah, it's a tough one to take for Shelburne. They didn't perform today. You know, they're at the Viva Stadium, probably playing in front of a crowd that they've never played in front of before. 32,412 spectators here today. It is a disappointing one for them. Yeah, and they're a new team and they're just promoted. And like uh, Duff had come out and said, like getting to the final has been a massive achievement for them. Staying in the division has been a massive achievement for them. Probably just a, a game too far. And I don't mean that in a derogatory way. They've done unbelievably well to get to this final. Um, and, it, and he just came up against a team that not only had experience but quality and when the quality and experience decides to play that it's very little you can do about that and Shelbourne just probably lacked that experience and know-how and a little bit of guile on the day to get them through the tough patches and you see that even with Mark Connolly's experience at the end he just marshals the game Brian Marr when the game's at 2-3-0 and three nil, he's so good with his feet they're able to retain possession at the back and that's what we're talking about being able to up the tempo of a game and slow down the tempo of a game and there he had that and it's probably something that Shelbourne need to get and find Yeah I think that experience is really necessary in a game like this and I know Damien Duffy took the players here earlier in the week to get a feel for, for the stadium you know if, you, if you're having to do things like that I suppose um, it's, it's a younger team, it's a less experienced team and people did talk about at the start of the season that Damien Duff probably will struggle in this type of league with that team but that wasn't the case, you know they're here on FAI Cup final day Yeah and they're here on merit, like I said to you it's, 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 it's not derogatory to say it was probably just a, a game too far for them but they're up against a team that finished second in the league as well, there you've had a lot of investment, they've been coming Shelburne are just promoted and, and they've got to an FAI Cup final so again it's not disparaging to say that um, he'd be delighted that they got to the final I know he, look, him and Joey O'Brien be devastated that they probably didn't show their running power their enthusiasm all that energy that they brought in previous games that even the nastiness like they, they never got around there you made the game uncomfortable for them that's probably what they've been disappointed with they didn't show up in terms of how they play or impose what they've done in the last couple of months well, in, especially in the cup competitions and that's that would be the disappointment but like you said, the lack of experience showed, um, but if you're going to play, if you're going to be a young and youthful team, you, you need enthusiasm and you need energy and they probably didn't have that either it's Derry City moment today and Rory Higgins is a proud, proud moment for him. First time in, in a decade to lift that trophy. What will that mean to him? I mean the world to, to, to him. Like you said, he wants to give this team a taste of success so he can go on and challenge for a league title and that's what Derry's ambitions are. Rory stepped away from a really good job at the FAI. He was at Dundalk here with multiple successes. But when you win a trophy, when you're the manager, it's, it means a lot more because you're, you're in control of everything. So it's a massive achievement for him and it's a massive achievement for Derry considering and he only took over uh, in the middle of the last season I think it was so to do to have that turnaround in 18 months 
is fantastic. The likes of Alan Reynolds as his assistant, who was a player manager here for Longford back in 2004. For him to win the FAI Cup as well is brilliant for him. And like they've been the second best team in the league this year, but they deserve to win the cup because they did knock out Shamrock Rovers along the way as well. So they deserve to they deserve to be here and they deserve to win it. And Cup final day, it was absolutely electric here today. I know you know what it feels like to be out there on the pitch. Just describe, I suppose, how special of an occasion it is. To me, I think it's probably the best day in the League of Ireland calendar because you get to play it at a fantastic stadium. All your family and friends are here to watch it. It's, it gets the publicity that it rightly deserves. Winning the league is a massive achievement from a personal point of view, but this is a collective thing. It's for everybody. It's for the people at Derry. It's for everyone around the club. Like it's a, it's such to me, it's it's my favourite day of the year in the League of Ireland, and, and I've been lucky enough, like I said, to play in a few, and I've lucky enough to win a few, and they're they're, the, they're probably some of my best memories uh, up there with having kids, and then probably ahead of just ahead of probably getting married. <laughs> Graham, <laughs> my, wife does, my wife doesn't, my wife doesn't do social media, so I'll be all right. I'm going to make sure she gets this clip now. <laughs> you said this to me just during the game and I turned to you and said, are you joking? But head of getting married and you said, yeah, genuinely it was. Yeah, I just, because you're with a collective group of people, like in, in 04, we won it with Longford, it was a great group and I just remember sitting with me, me best friend at the time, Sean Dillon, two of us were just left in the dressing room at 21 years of age thinking this is this is brilliant and it was unbelievable and then shared in it in 05 with the group we had at Trotter which was a fantastic achievement as well and sit with the likes of Stephen Gray uh, Shane Robinson uh, Stephen Bradley as well all them lads that I played with that are still friends with to this day like you know I, I think I met my wife like six years after that so she's, she was always on the back foot <laughs> You're never going to get away with this. Ah, no, she won't see it. She won't see it. She doesn't see this stuff. She doesn't. She doesn't pay attention to any of the media stuff I do. And anyway, but like that. Listen, it's Thirty's day. It's a fantastic achievement for them. You know what? It, what a city it is, and that they, they live and breathe football up there. And like a, like that, delighted for Rory Higgins as well. Uh, fantastic achievement for Thirty. And you're mentioning some names that are still involved with the League of Ireland today. From when you played in the League of Ireland to now, have you seen much improvements? Yeah, we have. I, I think they play. You see them playing out a lot more. The, the, the cup finals that, again, looking back over the years, they were a lot more com- competitive and combative, but we didn't play, probably play as much in that. But like you said, we the old Lansdowne Road to the Aviva now, I think if they can really improve the facilities, I think there's a brand of football being played by all the young coaches coming through that is really expansive and it's exciting. And then with the underage setups coming through as well and all them players, it's only going to make it stronger. But the, there needs to be facilities and, and time put into that to allow it to grow so that the, the, the best young players can be educated and also learn and get the hours in to play football that other, other nations are able to give to them. And Damien Duff, obviously entering the league, has put a massive hype on it in a good way. Ten and a half years he would have played here as, as an Ireland player. Now he's back as a manager. You know, that adds to, to the hype of the league and that's all a good thing. Yeah, exactly. The more people talk about the league, especially in a positive sense, it's massive for just bringing in advertising, bringing in more financial revenue, uh, bringing in attention for the players as well, which is something that I've always advocated. Like, you know what? Like, There's no reason why... 
any type of brand can't have billboards with dirty players on it in dirty and it's the same in Cork and it's the same in certain places of Dublin that we need to promote our own and be proud of what we are at times and and that's where the likes of Damien Duff has brought a, a level of interest to it that is fantastic I know it means nothing to him now because he's like I don't care about the advertising I just want my team to win uh, it's the same with the likes of Joey O'Brien and his international career Steve McPhail obviously with, with Shamrock Rovers as well Rory Higgins who like left the FAI to come here so Colin Healy another Irish international that's coming up with Cork now and they're another massive club so there, that, there, is, there is big name managers in the league and again it adds to the interest but it needs to be built on and if you constantly put build build and build and make it better for the future we'll have a sustainable product in this country